Returning to our major breaking story this morning, and the leaders of Australia, the United States and the United Kingdom have announced the AUKUS nuclear submarine plan. As part of the plan, Australia will buy three to five Virginia-class submarines. Australia's AUKUS investment is the biggest defence spend in our history. So what exactly is it going towards? Brian Clark is a senior fellow and director of the Centre for Defence Concepts and Technology. He's also a formal naval officer and submariner. Brian Clark, welcome. Thank you. Great to be here. The Virginia-class submarines are considered some of the best in the world. Uh, they'll be the most sophisticated submarines Australia has ever operated. Why are they the best option for Australia? Well, the, um, they're the best option because, in part, because they'll be the ones that are uh, the newest and the ones that are under construction uh, during the time period we're talking about. Uh, because uh, Australia is looking at buying um, submarines in the mid-2020s. Um, the British will have finished building their astute class, um, and that's a small class of submarines, and Britain really can't afford to sell uh, what would be half of their fleet to Australia um, because they would need them for their own missions. Um, whereas the, the U.S. has commissioned at this point about 20 uh, Virginia-class attack submarines. They commission about one and a half to two per year right now. Um, so they'll have enough to be able to sell Australia, in this case, three to five of them. So a lot of ways, this is based on you know, just the pragmatic uh, facts of, of regarding what, what submarines are under construction and available. Um, then beyond that, um, the Virginia is the most sophisticated submarine that's out there right now. The, the submarines that Australia will get will likely be the what we call Block 3 or Block 4 Virginias, so ones that have been built already, so not necessarily ones to be built. Um, and so when Australia gets them, they'll be between you know, 8 and 12 years old, probably. Um, but the, the submarines are the, the quietest out there right now. Um, they carry uh, Tomahawk or other vertical launch missiles. They carry torpedoes. They can do special operations uh, using SEALs. So they're very versatile um, and very quiet, which are really two things you run out of a submarine. So the nuclear reactor in a Virginia-class submarine is sealed, meaning that, in theory, they can operate without the reactor needing to be replaced for the life of the submarine, which is astonishing. What does that mean in terms of the skills, though, needed to maintain it? We've had a big conversation in our country, and we will continue to, about skills and, and building up those skills. Are we able to? Yeah, they are. Um, so the the reactors on the on the Virginia class are not intended to be refueled. Um, they they go for the life of the ship, which is about thirty to thirty three years, depending on how much fuel they use and how quickly they use it. Um, U.S. submarines have been extended, you know, frequently to um, take advantage of the remaining fuel, even beyond the thirty or thirty five year lifetime they originally expected. The um, uh, getting the skills to be able to operate these submarines is you know is is challenging, but it's certainly not infeasible. Um, the Australian uh, sailors would begin training uh, almost immediately um, with U.S. sailors in the our nuclear power training schools. So there's a, a classroom school, a practical school. The whole process takes about a year. Um, and they're also training with uh, the British in their training schools. Um, and then going to sea on nuclear submarines, Virginia-class submarines or astute-class submarines. So getting that practical experience and getting the classroom training the same way that the U.S. US and, and UK sailors are will you know, allow them to quickly come up to speed. I think the, the biggest challenge will be training the workforce that's needed to maintain and then eventually build these submarines in Australia. Um, it's a different type of work, obviously, than what um, you would do with a conventionally powered ship and the, the 
the Collins class that are based in Sterling out by Perth um, are relative. They're sophisticated, but they're sophisticated, you know, smaller diesel-powered submarines. So it's a big difference between a nuclear-powered submarine and that. So getting the skills to work on those, understanding the processes and the the pr- protocols for handling radioactive material and nuclear material, that'll be uh, a big change, and that'll take time for it to be put in place, which is why they're looking at this time period of between now and 2027, getting everything in place to allow U.S. submarines to be based on a rotational basis out of Perth. Yeah, what do you think of the kind of way that it rolls out. Obviously, it's a stage program. You get the Virginia subs, uh, then you work on on production of this new class of sub. Is it... It sounds confusing to an outsider um, that you don't have just one class, that you're working towards a few. What do you think? Well, this is um, this is not uncommon. You know, so the U.S. Sub- submarine force right now is operating um, several different classes of submarines. There's older Los Angeles class submarines. Sailors go from those and serve instead on the Virginia class submarines that are newer, and then they'll go and serve on ballistic missile submarines like the Ohio class. Um, and uh, same thing in Britain. So Britain has multiple classes of submarines in service. So this is not unusual to have multiple classes in service. And I think you could one way of thinking of this process is kind of a crawl, walk, run type type of idea. So the crawl part of it is Australian sailors serving on U.S. and U.K. submarines um, and getting that experience both in the training schools and at sea on how to do the the work, how to operate these ships. Um, and then the walk part of it is when you know after the U.S. has based submarines in Australia for a time with these combined crews of U.S. and Australian sailors, you know then the then when the Australians are ready to you know basically take the keys and buy one of these submarines for themselves, they should have plenty of uh, of, of you know kind of track history in in, in operating them. Um, and then the idea would be, well, you know, when the U.S. and U.K. are both transitioning to start building a new class of submarine, the Australians get in on the ground floor of that. So that's the run part of it is that now they are up here with the U.S. and the U.K. and part of the next generation submarine program that the three countries will be building in the in now the you know, 2030s, late 2030s, early 2040s. Brian, thank you for joining us this morning. Oh, you're very welcome. Brian Clark is a senior fellow and director at the Centre for Defence Concepts and Technology. He's also a formal naval officer and submariner. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app. Me again, podcasters. I hope you're enjoying our coverage of international affairs on RN Brecky. And if you're looking for more stories that put world events into context, then look for Between the Lines on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts.